0: You are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with Anna Charles, episode 73. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast where I show you how to stop over-drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast. Today I want to talk about what you really want. All right, what it means to drink what you want, when you want it. But first, a story. Now, just before when I finally started uh, making the changes that would mean I could achieve freedom around alcohol, what sort of preempted that was that I started to find that alcohol was somehow becoming the framework around which I'd plan things, whether we would go to a party, whether we'd stay over, whether who was driving, all that stuff, right? It became more and more and more complicated because I would never want to be the one who wouldn't drink. I couldn't imagine going out, having a great time and not drinking. And, you know, obviously didn't want to always um, make my husband be the one to who would drive. So that sometimes meant that we'd end up staying at hotels and things, even when we were just about 30 minutes away from our home. And all the rigmarole around that, I mean, it became quite a pain. Right, So there was this layer of not wanting that for myself, right? all that planning. And then I started to experience another layer of not wanting in terms of I didn't want the person I was becoming. I remember really not liking the person I was when I was drinking. I became argumentative and belligerent. I could see this happening like it was happening to me. I could step outside of me and see this happening but sort of felt helpless in terms of changing it so i didn't like that there were so many things that i started to really not like and i remember one time flying to san francisco for a conference a business conference for the company i worked for and i missed the opening keynote because i was so hungover now i can barely utter these words it's so embarrassing right but i want to stop us being so judgmental and so shameful about why we're drinking and what happens when we're drinking in order for us to get help so i'm out here saying it and you know this is a big thing for me because i was super professional i mean i was mega prepared and all the rest of it and when i think back to that night i do remember one of my colleagues being with us there in the bar and she actually wasn't that much of a drinker and I remember staying until the, the the event broke up and I remember her walking back with me to the hotel. And I even remember walking me to make sure I reached my room okay. So I don't like to think what state I was in. Right Now, I didn't do that on the regular. But it was all just part of the picture that was emerging for myself that I didn't always like who I was and I didn't always make the best decisions I basically wasn't always completely in control and that's really what I didn't like the most people often ask me why I did you know what was my goal for stopping drinking or for drinking less and I just wanted to be back in control of it really that's what I wanted the most I would dream of being able to just do things and not have to think about all the arrangements around drinking I would dream about not being the one who was doing the drinking, I would dream about being able to read a book in the evenings after dinner, right? So to start with what I wanted for myself, what I really wanted was I just wanted to feel more like me. I wanted more control. But then what happened is when I actually ended up changing my drinking, I became so much more, I've often talked about this on the podcast, my business, I'd never in a million years have thought as a corporate girl for all those years that I would go ahead and do this and run my own business, which now fills me up and it still feels like a miracle every day what I have achieved around alcohol. And I love working with my lovely clients and seeing their joy in being able to do this for themselves too. And actually, I was thinking about that. I was thinking if you could give someone a million pounds or a million dollars and say, right, I want, you know, this through this payment, I now want instantaneous ability to not overdrink. You couldn't buy that. Right, that is not up for sale. Now, of course, what you can do is you can hire someone like me and I can help you get there a lot faster than you would on your own. And that speaks to those of you who've been you know, trying and saying, I'm just going to do it for myself. and have been trying for years and years and years. I can get you there a lot quicker. But much like learning to play the piano, learning to drink in a different way is a skill that you learn. You can hire the best tutors, but you actually still need to do the thing, right? So you learn. So, And I did that for me. I feel so proud of myself for that. And it's not just the result. It's not just having achieved that goal, which is cool, but it's the person I became along the way. And that's what motivates me to do this. That's what I want for you. And for any of you out there, listening to me speak and think well it's easy for you you've done it now you know you know what's involved you know I didn't once upon a time right if you're thinking I don't know your life that's quite right but I also know that with the tools and with some techniques and some structure and just the way you think about it and with the roadmap I have you can get there right because you were me once upon a time and it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in terms of changing my drinking not because it was intrinsically hard but because it was such a mystery right in the past I've studied for exams as I'm sure many of you have studied for exams past exams achieved job interviews you know been given a big tasks I've presented you know, to audiences of thousands of people um, even, you know, done all that stuff, even if I didn't know to start with how to do it. and But it all still felt kind of controllable. But the drinking thing just didn't make sense until it did. All right, So there's the result that you get at the end of the journey. But possibly even more important is the person you become as a result of doing the challenge. And that's the amazing thing. And I'm going to tell you, it wasn't something that I never really thought about. It just wasn't on my radar right when i started to see that i was more wide awake for the day and then when my hunger to do more sort of started to grow and grow and grow and i started to live and to be more even in tiny ways right i started to see it as a huge it was just a huge kick it gave it gave me and it still does to this day if I go to a party and I'm driving home and people sort of pile in and they want to lift I'm everyone's best friend and you know I, I did that for me I could go there have a fantastic time and I don't have to wait in the cold for a taxi or a bus so I don't have to stay over and make all those arrangements like I said at the top of the podcast I can just do that for me and then what happens is you start to wonder what else you can do you start to see and it starts to feel as though you are, you've been living actually within boundaries, self-imposed boundaries. The fog is lifted and you start to see you can do so much more. And for those of you out there who are thinking, oh, I just have got this great life and alcohol is just the one last thing left for me to fix. I hear that a lot. Let me tell you, it is the thing that will change every other aspect of your life. It's going to improve your relationships because you're going to listen more. You're going to be more present. It's going to improve your view of yourself around your children because you'll see yourself as a better role model. It's going to improve your view of you and what you can do and what you can accomplish and what you're capable of and what you want out of this one beautiful life that you have. That's when you find out what you really want. So that's what comes after you start achieving your goal so for right now your goal is do you want to change your drinking but be warned there is the most wondrous stuff that comes after that in terms of what you really want. That's when you, you start to really explode. All right but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's get back to uh, back to the beginning of the stack when you're still at the beginning of your journey when well, maybe you're struggling to go more than a few days alcohol free. Perhaps if you're binge drinking or you're hating yourself or feeling hopeless or maybe Maybe even your husband is trying to help you and you know he's doing it from the best of intentions, that he loves you, wants the best from you, but you're getting irritated with him because he just doesn't understand, right? So I want to look at how you can move forward from there. The first thing I'm going to say is I want you to stop focusing on the negatives. Now, what do I mean by that? When I ask people why they want to change their drinking, they usually answer in two ways. Firstly, they'll tell me how much they want to be able to drink totally cool that's good then they start to tell me about all the negative consequences in their life right now that they don't want right i just want to stop making a fool of myself i stop want to be in such an embarrassment i just want to stop being the one who always drinks just that little bit too much i want to stop being the one that people are concerned about you know all of that stuff right we we focus on what we don't want just like i said you know, at the beginning of the podcast, I didn't like how I became as a person. I didn't like how argumentative I became, right? So I want you to start there. I want you to see everybody starts at this point. And I'm going to offer why I want you to do this a little bit differently, right? So what happens is we say, okay, and this is what I would think, okay, I want to change. I really want this to be different. This is not working out for me. So I just have to keep reminding myself of all the negative outcomes because if I remind myself of them enough, right, that's going to then basically propel me into taking the action I want to take. So what I would do is I'd make all these lists and all these reasons why drinking wasn't serving me and the type of person I was becoming and I'd look at them regularly and then, you know, what? I still wasn't changing. It was like I was having all this information. I had all this information in the world in front of me to change. I mean, they had all the reasons, right? there I mean you just had to pick a handful of them and that would have been enough but in many ways it felt it made it feel even more insurmountable right because I felt even more helpless and even less likely to change because I thought I had all this stuff working against me I mean the mire of all this stuff and then you add into the mix all the dozens and dozens of times I tried to change in the past and I had those well-worn paths of failure, right? So I'd be thinking, well, I don't want to do this. I want, don't want to be so embarrassing, but hey, I've been embarrassing all my life. And, you know, and then you'd sort of fall back to square one. And here's the thing about it all. When we think about that kind of stuff, we feel pretty terrible, let me give you an example of that. So let's say I have the goal as I want to not make a fool of myself and I want to stop saying stuff I'm going to regret. When we think of that goal, how do you feel? If that were your goal, I want to stop making such a fool of myself. Right, you're going to bring up thoughts about all the times when you've done this, all the times you have made a fool of yourself, all the times you've said stuff that you regret. Maybe you've there's that one time, that one time, my gosh, I wish I could take those words back. We start to think of all the embarrassment or the shame that we incurred and sometimes maybe we can't even go back there like the memory I started this podcast with I think that's the first time I've ever really spoken about that and that that keynote speech because I regret it so much so when we're starting with all that negative stuff at the beginning of a journey we want to change what ends up happening is that we start to feel really negative and that's kind of doubled down if we're already low on possibility Right, so we're thinking, I want to stop being the drunk one at the end of the night. But as we say that, we kind of feel a sense of hopelessness. It's, we might as well be wishing to go to the moon. It feels so far off. It feels, feels so unachievable. But here's what I want to offer. Any kind of change, any kind of change in our life requires actions like planning, taking risks, being willing to try something new, persevering, putting yourself out there, being uncomfortable, picking yourself up when you fall down, right? Any of those, a mix of those or that type of action. This is what positive change requires and if these are the actions you need to be taking then how do you need to be thinking in order to create the emotions to fuel that kind of action, right? So if you wanted to be thinking I want to put myself out there I need to be able to take risks, How are we going to feel willing to take that action? Is it by feeling shame, anxiety, insecurity or embarrassment? Are those the emotions that are going to produce those actions? No, they aren't. And this isn't just true for drinking. Think about other areas of your life. Let's say you're going to change job. If you're feeling insecure about it, doubtful, anxious that you're going to make the right choice, maybe you procrastinate, maybe you decide you'll wait, you can write the perfect CV and then you'll wait for the perfect job to be advertised. Perhaps you feel really anxious about whether you'll be able to hack the new job, whether they'll be find out, found out, whether they're going to give you the sack, whether maybe you're just going to be worse off in the new job than you are in your old job that you don't like. When do you're thinking all that, are you going to be going out there looking for a job and testing to just see what you're capable of? No. Pretty sure you aren't because those emotions of insecurity and doubt and fear are going to keep you hiding. They're going to keep you stuck. They're going to keep you worrying. They're going to keep you judging. You need positive emotions to generate positive change. You need emotions like hope or determination or fearlessness or tenacity or motivation or even courage or curiosity. These are the emotions you need to feel. These are the emotions you need to feel to create and generate positive change in any part of your life. So, of course, you need that also when it comes to changing your drinking. Learning how to change your drinking is a skill set you're developing. Just like you'll have a skill set for how to best apply for a job, how to plan a wedding, how to prepare for a conference. It's just skills building. Okay, so as I said, you need positive emotions to generate positive change. And those are the emotions you're going to need to feel, things like tenacity, courage and so on. But how can you access that? When you're feeling helpless and lonely and frustrated and misunderstood and all the rest of it, which is generally where I find people when they're starting out wanting to change their drinking or perhaps you're just confused, just don't know how to do this, right? How can you move forward from that? Like I said, the first thing is I want you to stop focusing and fixating on the negatives and I want you to learn how to bridge the gap to see what's possible, how it's possible for you to change by learning from yourself you do this by looking at your drinking and and bear with me on this one this might be a little bit of a stretch but you look at your drinking and you see what it's been giving you how you've been using drinking to give you something in your life that you actually wanted it's just you don't know what that thing is because all you see is there's you having the drink needing the drink the drinking is masking your true desire And we know that because otherwise you wouldn't be drinking. You wouldn't be willing to suffer the negative consequences on the way to getting the thing that you want. Let me give you a little example of this. For me back in the day when I was in the corporation it was about handling the work dues and it was confidence right. So I would would have a couple of glasses of wine at these events because I felt it would increase my confidence. Now looking into it i knew i was a little bit of an introvert i knew i was rather shy and i knew that having a drink or two not too much right? it was always professional but i was still using it as a confidence boost because it would make me chatty and more extrovert right so i saw white wine as a way to bridge that gap white wine was my way to get confidence in that situation in that scenario if i hadn't wanted to feel confident if i hadn't felt a lack I wouldn't have wanted to drink. If I had felt totally fine in my skin, I wouldn't have had that need. Now, I may still have wanted to have a drink for another reason, but it wouldn't have been. So confidence wouldn't have been my primary motivation. That's what I'm talking about. About the times when you wouldn't feel like you were missing out if you decided to not drink for a bit or you decided to quit entirely. You wouldn't feel like everyone was having more fun than you if you were just able to have one glass of wine, right? This to start with is what I mean by asking what you really want to figure out what is the alcohol masking? What is it you are seeking? Now, I say to start with, because I said at the top of this podcast, once you get dialed into this stuff, you start to see the broad picture, the bigger picture, and then you start to change your thoughts and feelings about yourself when you see your whole perspective and your whole perspective changes, And you'll likely find a whole other layer of what you really want that you have no visibility of right now. I see this in my clients all the time. It's such a joy. But first I want you to look at what is it that you see alcohol is providing you today, here and now, without judgment. So is it confidence at work dues? Is it that alcohol gives you relaxation at the end of a day? Is it that it gives you company because you feel lonely? A note on this one. Remember what I said about not judging yourself. We're not gonna go into thinking, well, I think this, but it's really stupid, because of course I know logically alcohol isn't my company. No, I don't want you to go there. I just want you to recognize and accept if you see it as company. Just just accept that. Is alcohol providing pain relief for you? Is that how you're is that how you're using it today? Now again judgment-free here. I don't want you dropping into judgment saying, well, of course I know that it doesn't make the pain go away. No, we're not going to go there, right? We're just going to look at how you are seeing alcohol and what you think it is providing you today. This is going to help you see why you continue to drink and why you may have continued to struggle for years. You're going to see it's not Because you're lazy or ill-disciplined or stupid or you you just knew better but chose not to do it. You're going to see that you are actually getting something out of the alcohol that you are seeking. Do this and you will get a new perspective and you'll start to see that why you want to change your drinking. It's not just about undoing all the negative consequences. You'll start to see that there are positive reasons as well. Positive things that you are looking to get for yourself that you were looking to achieve without the help of alcohol. So again, in my case, it was confidence at these work do's. That's what I was seeking. That was my positive reason for change. When you do this, changing your drinking and what you want becomes less of, well, I want to stop embarrassing myself so much to, well, I want to be able to create confidence for myself wherever I am and whenever I want it irrespective of whether white wine is handy or not right the idea of being able to create that confidence for myself at the drop of a hat that was motivating that then inspired me with all those feelings of positive change that I was talking about earlier in the podcast start to do this and you start to open yourself up to all the reasons that could potentially fuel positive emotions and positive change in your life So that's your homework for this week. That's what I want you to do. I want you to write out all the reasons why you drink that are because you get something positive from it. And listen, I really want you to do this judgment-free. There are no right or wrong answers. It's just information. You don't have to share this with anyone, right? You don't have to tell people I'm I'm obviously drinking because I want to become more confident. It gives me confidence, right? No. No, but now you know that you can work with that. This is for your eyes only, but if you do this, the better you can assess where you want to go because ultimately the decision about what you want to do is always yours. And when you finish this exercise, it is not going to give you this great long list of all these things I'm getting from alcohols. So you think, oh, I'm going to have to do all this. And this really means I must change. It's not going to be heavy. Nope. By doing this work, you are providing balance to yourself. You are seeing that when you were drinking there was something you were seeking and by removing alcohol how can we get that something that you were seeking by some other means. By doing this work you're going to see the full picture and you won't be able to say to yourself well I know I feel so rubbish in the morning I don't know why I carry on with this over drinking thing I mean it's just so dumb and stupid you won't be able to say that anymore because with this list with this list of what alcohol is giving you you're going to see exactly why you are drinking and with this information you'll be better prepared to decide what steps you want to take and to know what it is you really want and if what you really want is you want to be done with this struggle right now then let's talk i help people do that every day you can reach me on anna at 90 dot co okay that's it for now and i'll see you next week If you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol, let's talk. I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6pm rolls around and they don't miss out on life. And we do it in 90 days. The effect is permanent. Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co. And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.